we just ask that you would just protect Oscar, uh, post your holy angels around him, and allow your Holy Spirit to freely flow from him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Now you're closer here. So go back to the word that we're working with. Remember, some people that are watched today did not watch yesterday and have no intention of watching yesterday. So we're going to have to just, just give it today. So what is the word? I go, go, go back to it and tell me what is the word and what does it mean? And I think you're, uh, then you, you have it here. Can, can you tell us uh, what, what is it? Polysyndenton. Okay. And it's when a sentence contains multiple coordinating conjunctions, typically and, in close succession, resulting in emphasis. Emphasis. And then we had read back here uh, with Paul that, that, that it had to do with rhythm also, remember? That it, it could slow you down or it could speed you up. But it, it is a rhythm that the author is given to take you somewhere. And he wants you to stay in pace with him. Therefore, he does this thing like, and, and, and. And we went to, to Genesis, the story 22. We won't go there today, but that's where we went. And we went there and saw how in, in verse 3 and verse 5, there's seven of them and five of them. When you can see where God is, is just, you know, emphasizing pace and emphasizing that step. And we got two things out of that. We said, there's many, but of course, in a, in a setting like we have, I'm, I was just working with two things with it. One is that God is saying every step matters, that every step matters. There is an emphasis to that step. Even the step that did not look like much, like, well, he sat on his donkey. God said that had to be done, right? And, and then we said also that there was an emphasis on pace, on rhythm, that it is important to getting God's rhythm. And so let's go over and look at another passage where this is happening. Let's go over to Haggai chapter 1. Haggai chapter 1. And now remember, we're going to be looking for these two things in this passage that, that we already spoke about in the last uh, um, uh, program that we had. And, and we're looking to this next, uh, to, to this page. Now, <clears throat> Haggai chapter 1, verse 11. Haggai chapter 1, verse 11. If one of you guys will read it, we can go from there. Haggai 1, 11. And I called for a drought upon the land. Okay, so we started with the conjunction already. And I called. Go ahead. I called for drought upon the land and upon the mountains. And upon the mountains. There is another one. Corn, Keep going. New wine upon the oil. On that which was ground bringeth forth unto men, unto hell, unto the, all the labor of the, the hands. So, do you see it again? You see that 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 same expression from God, and how the Lord is giving um, that expression and that use of the scripture. So, listen to what King James says. And, and, and see if you can count it with me, One eleven, And, what is that? That's one, right? I call for a drought upon the land. And, what does it say? Upon the mountains, that's two. And, upon the corn, that, that's three. And, upon the new wine, that's four. And, upon the oil, that's five. And, 
upon that which the ground bringeth forth. What do I have there? Six. Six. And upon men. And upon cattle. And upon all the labor of the lands. You see that? Now, what is he giving me? What is he talking about? Why is God sounding like he's got a speech impediment? <laughs> well, well he, that's not what is happening with him, right? He is giving emphasis to this utter destruction of the drought. And he is going pace by pace. He is also giving room for repentance. For somebody to break down after the fourth end and say, okay, maybe, just maybe, this is not the direction I need to be going. Are you with me so far? Yes, right? You see it. See, God is bringing a judgment and his pace is so leading you to a place that he is making stops and Leading you there, but allowing you to know this is not going to be, oh, a rock hit my windshield. That's not what's going to happen. And your car broke down, and it wasn't a flat tire, and you had nobody to come and take care of you, and there was no AAA because you were in the middle of Mexico, and the whole thing started a mess, and then robbers came out and attacked you, and... And you see, you go into a certain place where you have to get up and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. God is saying, stop. You're going in the wrong direction. That's what he's doing there. That's what he's stopping. If you remember some of the worst times of your life, when, not, I'm not talking when God was dealing with you about something. But when you were going in the wrong direction, you would have seen this thing right here. You walk home and your own dog bites you. <laughs> You're like, what is wrong with you? I raised you. And that's what is happening. God is telling you that's not the way to go. So he uses this grammar, apparently unproper grammar, but he's using it to tell Israel, this is not going to be fun. And I am going to tell you step by step what's going to happen. Let's do it. Again, verse 11, and I call for the drought upon the land. That should tell you we're going in the, in the wrong direction. This is God saying, I'm not happy. If, not, if I'm not happy, nobody is happy. It's going to happen. And I call upon the drought. That's what he's telling you. We're going in the wrong direction. Upon the land. And upon the mountains, he's saying, you cannot say, well, the drought is happening here. Therefore, I'm going to run to the mountain and I'm not going to find it there. God says you're going to run up there and all you're going to do is get a good workout because there will be drought right there too. And upon the corn is not just going to be on the land alone. It's going to also come upon the things that you raise from the ground that you depend on eating. And upon the new wine, saying, I will destroy your fun, for you like your little wine thing. That's coming to, to an end. And upon the oil, you need that to be able to cook and all the other stuff that you do. And even the stuff you do for the temple and the anointing and the tabernacle and all that stuff, that's gone too. 
and upon that which the ground bringeth forth. Anything you plant is not going to happen. And upon men is going to attack people. And upon cattle, I'm going to take care and attack the animals also. And upon the, all that labor of the lands, of the, of the hands, whatever you do. I started out over here with, there's a drop coming, and I landed over there with no matter what you do with your hands, I will break it down. You see that? Don't ever find yourself in that direction. Yesterday I was all cute with all the pushes and the things that God was doing, leading you into a certain direction. Not today, not today. Today we are in a different place. God is saying, I'm putting the end to make some stops that you may understand. Right about the second or third, the quick studies, they hear the, the drought coming and they fall on the face. They go, oh my God, there are other ones. There are other ones who don't matter what's going on. They will, they will still go in that direction. And God says, what is wrong with you? <sighs> Not the only place, right? Let's, let's read another one. Let's read another one. <clears throat> so that we can hammer it and know where we're at. Let's go to the book of Acts, New Testament, new language. That was Hebrew. This is, <clears throat> this is Greek. Acts chapter 1 and verse 3. Acts chapter 1 and verse 3. Okay, one of you guys read it out loud. Daniel, you have it? Go ahead. I do. Mine's an ESV, but... Uh, Go ahead. I, I got an ESV also here. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs. Okay, 1-8. Oh, 1-8. Yeah. Sorry. 1-8? Okay. 1-8. It was my mistake. Go ahead. <laughs> but you will receive power... Okay, but you will receive power. Go, keep going. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Okay, now it's going to start. And... And there's one... You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Yes. And in all of Judea. Two. And Samaria. Three. And to the end of the earth. Did you see it again? You see it again? Now it's a new language. It's Greek now. And yet this is happening again. There's a momentum that is being built here. And there is also an emphasis on the things. You've heard sermons about this if you've been long enough in the church. But, but listen to the little conjunction here that the Lord is using to... To tell you about ministry and how the Holy Spirit affects ministry. Let's start out with, let's start out again with that with that first and. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see. When the uh, Holy Spirit uh, has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. So you will be and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. There's an emphasis on the local Outreach. You reach the people around you, your community, your people, the ones that are here. That, now, this is going to be beautiful. There are some people, like missionaries, who have a desire to reach all the way to Africa, and we have the tendency to forget this little A and D that means the local community and the local church. You have to attack that which is around you. That's what it's saying right there. Now, we got another danger there because there are many in the local churches that have no global vision, nothing past the, you know, the people that sit in their pew. That's all they're going to have. And God is going to say, that's good, but that's not everything. So you started out, started out again, and... 
And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. They're in Jerusalem, yes. And in all Judea. So there you go. You know, you know where I've gone. All Judea, that, that, that expanded. And God is saying there is an emphasis in the local. There is an emphasis on expanded. If we were talking out of Mexico City, we can say, well, you know, and you should reach, you know, that community in Mexico City. And then you can say you can go to the larger part of Mexico City. There's 20 million people in the surrounding areas. That's your end. That is your next. You have to find a way to touch them. Keep going. And Samaria. And Samaria. Now he went out there to the semi-Jews that were actually mixed and not loved by Israel. And God was saying this is local. And then there is an expansion. And then there is even the people who are on the fringes that are far away from you. And then there will be the last end right there. And to the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. You, you saw it? What is the emphasis then? What is the battle that God is pushing forth right there? God is making a cadence and a format. He is actually moving from place to place, trying to move you into his direction. And what he says to the one who, is, who wants to skip the first three ends and go all the way to the ends of the earth is don't forget the local outreach. Don't forget your family. How many missionaries do I know that are all the way in the ends of the earth and they lose the people that they love? They don't minister to their own household because they forgot that first one right there how many then are in love in such a way with the local church i've heard a lot of people in the local church say this why would i go to china if i got homeless right here next to me that's a good argument but be, but by that argument you would have never had missions listen to what i just said by that argument, Paul and Barnabas should have stayed in Antioch. Because in Antioch, there were a lot of people who did not know the Lord when he left. Some people could have walked up to him and said, Paul, I am sorry, but I don't see why do you and this other brother who has so many gifts going to go all the way to Timbuktu when right here, there are people right here. That's the argument. I've been told that argument. And by that argument, you will not receive the gospel because the England people who went all over the world to do that, their nation is not even Christian today. Now, what is the deal right there? There are some whose emphasis is going to be on the local and there are some whose emphasis is going to be far, far away. But neither have to forget that they need each other. And neither have to forget that there is four ends right here in the process. You have to be able to love the local pastor and the local person who is battling it out with two and a half people in his church and he is fighting to try to keep that going. Missionaries at times want to think about lions and, and, and conquering nations while they don't understand that unless the local church gets behind them, they cannot do that. We need each other. And those who are in the process or in the middle of some place, 
that, that is looking for the end this and end that, you have to understand we have to go not just here, but we got to expand to whatever is out there. You may not be called. Some of you guys are going to be called to the Samaritans, to the people who are not loved or liked or anything. And as you are going all the way out there, remember that in the process, God made an emphasis and that while you have one piece of this pie, you are part of the wholeness of God and you need to understand that when he gave those emphases, he wasn't saying you exclusively here and you exclusively here. He was saying, we are going to conquer this world by having global and local and in the process do what God is asking us to do. He gave it with Haggai. You're going in the wrong direction. And, 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 and. He gave it with the gospel. Here, how it's going to go. And, 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 and. God is trying to tell us, get on my rhythm. So that I can take you what I want to take and get off the rhythm of the world and the devil. Because that's going to take you somewhere else and you're going to face judgment. That is that word and we'll leave it there. God bless you. Amen. 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 <clears throat>